It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five, four, three, two, one. Jeff Cameron Show, right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Little Balls McWednesday on a Thanksgiving week, rivalry week, all of it. Great to be with you. Good spirits today. Hope you are as well. We got the little, little nip in the air, baby. Feels like a loosey-goosey edition, libations Friday type edition of the program. Tom's still under the weather. Director Matthew filling in, playing two roles. I'm still just the host. By the way, you can find me on Twitter at Jay Cameron Show, and I would invite you to read much of the content that is uh, if you go to warchant.com. A lot going on there this week as uh, we get you primed and ready to go for Florida State, Florida. Yeah, I felt good on Monday about the game. I, I've got to tell you as we shift towards midweek. Now, a lot of us this week, our attention is always a weird week because on the one hand, uh, you know, you it's 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 a big game. It's Florida State, Florida. You get you get a pump for this game and you remember all the matchups and the ones that went your way and the ones that didn't and how much it always means. And this year there's the added element of the two teams fighting to become bowl eligible and the different paths that those two programs are on currently. But also, uh, you know, it's Thanksgiving week, so you you get uh, not bogged down, but you certainly get diverted in your attention to things you're going to be doing with your family, hopefully, your friends, whatever it is you're doing. I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Obviously, we're not on the air tomorrow, so let's get this out in advance. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, you know, I, I, I always love Thanksgiving, love the holidays, just like everybody else does, but especially love Thanksgiving. And um, I want to thank each and every one of you while we're starting the show today for 
helping during our transition. When I left the previous radio station, there were a lot of uh, unknowns, a lot of things that uh, I wasn't sure were going to happen, a lot of different uh, paths we could have gone. But I think this has worked out well. You know, the uh, radio station here, 93.3, uh, has has been great to, to me and Tom and Matthew, and we thank them for that. And uh, having these airwaves is fun. I, I, I love radio. I've always loved radio. I fell into this career, and it became something that I absolutely have a passion about. And then, you know, what, what the folks of Warchant.com have done, uh, and my brothers there, and, and the people that I uh, get to interact with on a daily basis, all very talented, all of them, uh, that too has been an awesome development over this time. And so having the podcast and having this YouTube feed and having uh, the terrestrial airwaves with radio really allows us to to kind of be the more multimedia entity that we wanted to be a number of years ago. And, and it's supported. It's supported by our great advertisers. It's supported by you guys. It's supported by uh, the radio station and, and, and all of those that house us. So really quickly at the outset of the show, uh, thank you very, very much. Uh, I just, I, I am grateful and, uh, you know, should be fun as we go into the weekend. Now onto the football and all that good stuff. Ryan, they will, buddy. I, I just haven't, uh, I just have not chosen to, um, I appreciate it. I will pin, uh, some articles moving forward. Football season is not that time. Typically for me, we've, <laughs> we've got it pretty well handled. Uh, I leave it to, to Ira. And Corey and Austin and those guys and Tom does his occasional article as well. And but we get I, right now uh, my head is spinning with the number of broadcasts that I do in a given week and the different elements with the college sports book, which is going to continue to grow. Really, this was just sort of the framework this year that we wanted to get underway. I can tell you without giving it away that 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 show is going to be more invested in moving forward. And, and developed moving forward, and I really look forward to it. I'll let you know as we go along what's going to happen with that. But, of course, that is something, and this may be self-serving, but that is something that has sort of uh, re-energized me because it's not like you guys know uh, or don't know uh, that I I may 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 be a sporting guy. I, I, I might like to talk about the gambling angle in the world of sports. Speaking of which... There's a story today where a bettor, as we like to say, turned in a $50 wager. It was a 15-leg parlay, Director Matthew. It led to $1.1 million in winnings as he hit all 15 legs of the parlay across sports to uh, take home a cool $1.1 million. Um it's it's amazing. I'll touch on that. It's fun. It'll be a loosey-goosey edition of the show today. Really kind of uh, laid back. Uh, DJ Chaz writes, I'm a Gator here in Tallahassee, and I wish you boys covered the Gators. Enjoy the content. I know you don't wish the same. Good luck Friday. No clue how it's going to go. You know, over the years, uh, we, we've all had our give and takes with uh, the rivalries and the, the rivalry fans and the, uh, and, the, and the content world, but I have come to understand that we need each other. I have come to understand that this becomes uh, joyous for all involved, at least the intensity, the hatred, the joy, and everything that comes with a rivalry. If, uh, you know, both sides exist, kind of has to happen that way. So, uh, you know, there's that. And there are good fans everywhere. So thank you, DJ Chaz. Uh, It is uh, our pleasure. Uh, You know, yeah, what do I think? No Emory Jones, a banged-up Richardson. 
I think, depending on how banged up Richardson is, um, I, I would, you know, I'd run him to death. I mean, I'd run him into the ground uh, if I were calling plays for the University of Florida in this game. I think it's their best shot. He's a, a mountainous man. But if he's banged up and can't, and they got to rely on him to throw from the pocket, mm, well, that could be a toughie. I feel good about this front four gaining access to that young man uh, if he is that much more stationary uh, than he is accustomed to being. I would feel pretty good about it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. Um, I, I, I want to say I want to be bullish today on what I think Florida State's going to do in this game. You can, you know, if you're just looking at it surface level here. And again, the game starts and the players decide the games and you get out there and, you know, you know when you're involved in a game. If you've played sports, and the vast majority of you listening to this certainly have, if you've played sports uh, and competed at all, you can tell pretty early on who's interested and who's not. You know, who wants to be there and who doesn't. You see it all the time in the NFL, too. Even at the highest levels, those are paid professionals to show up. Uh, but depending on when you catch a team, short rest, third road game in a row, whatever it might be, something weird, you can kind of get a sense of, oh, they're not, they're not there to compete play-to-play with the level of intensity that we're bringing to the table today. You can, you can sense that. And I think we'll know in this game that very thing. Usually when you have a set of circumstances that have developed over time like this one has, remember with Florida – this has been an ongoing uh, drama. Uh, you know, the, the, the whispers of Dan Mullen and the problems behind the scenes. I had a guy ask me on a national show, you know, they, they were kind of perplexed. Ira brought this up yesterday on Seminole Headlines, that there are people around the country who just surface-level level cover college football, right? But they're not. And this is why when you cover a team locally or you're near a school or regionally, you're more invested in a certain number of teams because you're competing with them for recruits. There are rivalries, et cetera. You play each other. Uh, that you have a better understanding oftentimes than do the national talking heads about a situation where on the surface you'd go, well, you know, the record's not terrible, had a lot of success there the first few years. Why so quickly do they pull the trigger with this one bad year? But if you know how things ended last year with them getting blown out in a bowl game and Dan Mullen basically telling the world that he was indifferent about the game, which is an odd thing for a coach to kind of say. And I know a lot of guys were out and all that stuff. But those are usually indicators of a, of a larger problem. And then in addition – you know, with the dumb things that he has said in the past, specifically this year about recruiting, and then the results being what they are, where you get blown out by a, very, a not very good South Carolina team, uh, you don't move the ball effectively and lose to a not good uh, Missouri team, uh, you give up the 52 points to an FCS school. I mean, we can go on here. We've talked about, you know, you have a a rivalry game against LSU whose coach has been fired and has shown themselves to be listless just a week earlier, and they do what they do in terms of running the football to the tune of over 300 yards. Well, then you know, you know, as I like to say and have said over the years, that the plane has flown in <laughs> to the side of the mountain. And a lot of times, and I don't know if it's the byproduct of the era we live in where the money's too great and – the options for the players are much greater in terms of leaving. 
that I don't I think what you'll see from this point forward and what we've already begun to see is that programs who sense that this thing has gone off the rails are not waiting around. They're not going to sit and watch it go, you know, stay off the rails. We're not going to go into this next year and be like, mm, oh, oh, so we we suck again, do we? Okay, let's let's eat that at the box office. Let's lose out millions of dollars in a half-filled stadium throughout this season and just wear it again. If they sense that there's a breakup at hand, they're going to move quickly uh, to to make a change. Now, if you feel like Florida like this was inevitable and it felt like it was. You know, you just wonder how invested this week of practice has been for this team. You wonder where any of these kids' heads are at right now because when there's dis when, when there's confusion, when 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 a program's in disarray, when people are, you know, when it's a ship that's sinking and the rats are fleeing and you're looking for a, a landing place, who's really concentrating on a game plan and winning a rivalry game? I, I get um I, I mean I, I gotta tell you I don't think I don't think Florida's gonna play real well on Saturday. Now I marry that feeling, that sense that I have with this concern. They still have at various places on the football field matchups that favor them over Florida State. You know, this is still a program in transition, and we may now finally have a sense that it's moving in the right direction. We may finally latch on to some uh, belief and, and obvious evidence now that things are working and moving in the right direction, but there's still a roster rebuild to varying degrees at certain segment groups uh, that we're going through. And so, you know, you can lose a matchup. There could be a matchup in this game that you get taken advantage of consistently, and that renders you paralyzed you know if you get dominated up front on the offensive line in this game well then whatever it was you were planning on doing certainly takes a big hit and then all of a sudden a team that might not have a lot of interest in playing this game might be distracted suddenly gets involved because the longer and I do think this the longer the game goes on and remains close and it it just feels so strange to say this out loud Florida started as a huge favorite and we've seen this shift now because of what's happened down in Gainesville and also what's happening here in Tallahassee. But the, if, if you get into the second half on the road in Gainesville and this is a tie game, then you know I think you're in for a war to the final, final drive. Um, but if, I feel like if you can establish early on a level of focus and intensity and physicality and, and and even desperation, right? Like, if Florida State is the more desperate, hungry football team and they execute early and they get out, if, if the Knowles get out to a 10, 14-point lead, you could get your rocking chair game. You could get a lay-down effect here. You could get Florida saying, okay, I mean, this was done before it started. Now we know it's done. I'm out. I'm out. You got guys who are already thinking about leaving starting to make business decisions, starting to think about what am I fighting for here? You got but you got to establish that. You got to go out early on and and perhaps create that um a sense that uh, hey guys, this foregone conclusion, you ain't winning today. This means more to us right now. We're ascending, you're descending. This matters far more to our future than it does yours. I mean, you've already decided to change directions. We're just now beginning to believe in the direction we took. 
So establish it. Florida State basketball tonight. I'll touch on it. We'll chat. We'll have a good time. It's Jeff Cameron Show. Balls McWednesday. Thanksgiving edition, if you will. Uh, War Chant TV and 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Kemper Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Going to be with you, Eric Wright. So you got Jeff Brooks or Bryce in the golf match. I won't watch it. It's stupid. Obviously, I'd like to see Brooks win, but it doesn't matter. It's stupid. That whole thing is dumb. Uh, but I wasn't. that's not a knock on you, Eric. Just letting you know. I'm not, I'm not betting it. Uh, <laughs> I would uh, I'd rather watch something else. I'd rather watch something else, that's for sure. I uh, know this. Tonight will be a night in which uh, I watch and take in Florida State at the TLC Double C against Boston University. Knowles 4-1, Boston 4-2. My uh, niece got her master's from BU. So uh, given that she's flying back into town, that seemed very important uh, and, and, and apt. 7 o'clock at the TLC Double C televised on your favorite ACC Network. Oh, everybody celebrate accordingly. This will be only the third ever meeting between the two programs. Each team has won on neutral courts. FSU routed the Terriers 86-52 in the semifinals of the Carousel Classic in Charlotte. Everybody remembers that one. 1955, folks. Ah, let's harken back together. What a night that was. BU didn't know what hit them. By the way, Lee Corso was on that team for Florida State. Did not score in the game. Get it together, Lee. Didn't score in that game. BU uh, got payback 47 years later in the semifinals of the Fiesta Bowl Classic in Tucson, Arizona in December of 2002. That was Leonard Hamilton's first year, as I recall. Beat us 84-69. The Terriers drained 14 trays. Let's go back in the Wayback Machine as well. Anthony Richardson led FSU with 13 points. Michael Joyner off the bench with a double-double, 11 points, 10 boards. I remember when the Knowles got the commitment from Michael Joyner. We thought, oh, here we go. But alas. This is the third game, if in truth, of the Jacksonville Classic for both teams. The Terriers won uh, the Jacks bracket. Uh, is what it was called at the tournament. It was a, it's basically the JB games between four small conference teams. They beat Northern Illinois 76-58 to in the semifinals on Sunday and Sam Houston State 72-59 to in the finals on Monday afternoon at the UNF Arena. 
BU went 7-11 a year ago, 6-10 in the Patriot League, 7th out of 10 teams. It was a COVID-shortened season. They returned all five starters, four reserves, along with uh, a couple of newcomers to the roster uh, through six games. They did get uh, a win against a Division three opponent. The Terriers are converting 46% from the field. I won't bog you down with all of that. This is uh, They do have some size up front. That's what I look at going into these matchups against teams that you're supposed to beat. Do they have a little something for you? And the answer is they do. They've got a 6'10 senior center who averages nearly 10 points a game, a 6'9 forward. Uh, who who will sometimes play as sort of a twin towers uh, set up here, and they have a six seven forward who leads them and in get into the rack. So, I think Florida State obviously should have the advantage there. Uh, they're coached by Joe Jones. He's in his eleventh season. By the way, always like to give you a little bit of uh, tidbits here with the teams that we face that maybe we don't pay close attention to for a good reason. BU, as you may or may not recall, is where Rick Patino got his first head coaching opportunity from 1979 to 1983. Then he started jumping all around the world of college basketball, he uh, and pro basketball. Left uh, BU to go to the Knicks as an assistant coach in 84, then to Providence in 86, to the Knicks head coach in 88, to Kentucky's head coach in 1990, to the Celtics in 98, to Louisville in 2002, and then over to Greece with all the smokers in 2018. And then he said, I can't handle all this smoking. And he took it to Tom's old school, Iona, in 2021. So that's where he's been. Out of respect for Tom, I will not be attempting the Rick Pitino no, no, uh-huh. impression. But we can reference the fact that somewhere Rick Pitino, you know, is thinking about how he was affected more than anybody else by 9-11. And will fall back on the 9-11 tragedy as a reason for a lost basketball game or indiscretion. Do you his think part. he works... 9-11 into something he's thankful for on Thanksgiving? <laughs> so he's that kind of fake even in the midst of family and friends? Like, it's one thing to be out front and center talking to the media about your current situation where you find yourself mired in controversy on the cusp of perhaps being fired, lawsuits and the like, and to somehow say that this could not be possible. Don't you understand that my brother-in-law died in Billy Minardi? During 9-11, which has nothing to do with nothing, uh, at least in terms of the things that he's been in trouble for. <laughs> but, but he will elicit that response. To take it the next step and do it at the house on Thanksgiving would be, actually, I'd stand up and be like, my man staying in character, even for those of us that know you're a piece of crap. That's what you do, Rick. All right. You are all in. Oh, that's funny. So, nonetheless, that game tonight, 7 o'clock. I look forward to it. Knowles should move to 5-1. and Weird team. I like the team a lot. I say weird. Probably not the apt descriptor. Different for Leonard. Different for Leonard. A lot of backcourt skill and guys that can can do uh, a lot of things with the ball in their hand. It's interesting to watch this team develop. I think it's going to be fun all season long. I don't know what their top end is. I've always had a sense the last several years that you know you had you had enough in the way of veteran presence where you had seen guys and you knew what they were, and then you added, you sprinkled in these one and dunners, these guys that brought a unique skill set. But there was always this balance that I felt like, okay, Florida State can be this, 
and we would say on the air before the season, well, this feels like a, a, certainly a tournament team, feels like a team that you know has a chance to, uh, again, make a sweet 16 if, at their top end. If everybody is healthy at the end of the year and they're playing their best brand of basketball, they might be an Elite Eight, Final Four type team. Other years we've said, eh, I don't know, it may be a bit of a struggle. This year, because they're so wildly consistent these days, which is something I'm thankful for, speaking of things to be thankful for, that we have a basketball program now in which even the most casual Florida State fan assumes will make the tournament. Think about that. I mean, again, remind yourself of what this program historically has been and or was even under Leonard Hamilton uh, going back several years now where you didn't know from year to year or at the very least you just hoped, crossed your fingers, that you could be a team of significance that made the NCAA tournament. Now, I don't spend any time thinking about, and maybe they'll give me a reason to, I hope not, but I don't spend any time before a season anymore thinking about whether or not they're going to make the tournament. That's just the baseline understanding they're going to make the tournament. It's now a much different question. It becomes, can they finish in the top four of the ACC yet again? What are they at their best? What's the best combination that he can put on the floor? How deep are they? Does that set them up to make a, a, another run? I mean, it's um, you can't ever take for granted uh, the amount of times that you're making the tournament uh, in a row and, and how many times you've gone to the Sweet 16 in a row. Um, I think I think we go back a ways if I were to tell you before the start of this run, hey, you know, there's going to be a stretch here where Florida State will bare minimum make the Sweet 16 four years in a row. That, that, that's, that's not typically reserved for what teams are here in Tallahassee. So, yeah, it's true, Ryan. No more ding, ding, ding. No more of the ding-ding. None of that nonsense. It's just straight to the choo-choo on the regular. To the point where we win games now, it's hard for me to reach back and grab a choo-choo. I don't have... The, there aren't too many choo-choos in me these days. You know, you think about it, like, those choo-choos are reserved for wins over Duke or ranked teams in, in general. You know, where I'll come in and be like, okay, so we were... Eight-point underdogs, six-point underdogs on the road against a ranked team. Then you get a full-throated choo-choo out of me. Winning games against ranked teams, other conference teams, you know, you get a seven-point win over a Louisville. I'm not running in here to choo-choo. It's like, yeah, that's what we do. That's just who the hell we are. Just steady beating these other ACC schools on the regular. So that's how far they've come. And it's fun to bring that up over and over and over again. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. <laughs> Jeff Kemper Show, and uh, thanks, Marcus. Going back to your opening segment, gratitude. We're grateful for the JCS and FSU. Oh, come now. No matter where you go, Jeff, we will put you back on top, sir. You know, we're doing, we're doing well. We're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I will <laughs> uh, – fun stuff here. I was just lamenting the fact. I don't know what kind of preparations you all are making 
this rivalry week and Thanksgiving week, uh, but I have been tasked with the simplest of things. And one of those things, in terms of food gathering, involves uh, purchasing cream cheese, Matthew. Cream cheese. You don't like cream cheese? Negative. Mm. One of the great simple pleasures in life is a good dollop of cream cheese on a bagel. But that said, I, I mean, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to war over that. Okay, it's okay. You can live. Sounds with, like you are. No, I'm just saying you're missing out. It bothers me that you're missing out. I like friends to enjoy the finer things in life, and your refusal to do so upsets me. But that said, there are better things that if you refused, I would be more upset about. So we'll we'll leave this one. Here, but I bring that up for this reason, you know, uh, depending on where you live, depending on where you live, uh, you know, there's a shortage of things. We know the supply chain has been greatly affected. We see this all over the country. We see this all over the world, for that matter. So, you know, some things, like in Tallahassee, if you're not here, you don't know this, but in Tallahassee, good luck trying to find um, sports drinks. I mean, sweet Jesus there are slim pickings if you're looking for uh, a Gatorade. I know you're supposed to say that you want Powerade, but I, I, I can't do it. My loyalty's not that strong. I like Gatorade more. I Well, really, my kids do. But the point is, it's hard. They're never in stock. It's never in stock. I can't find it. And little did I know that that would uh, carry over to cream cheese. You can't get cream cheese anywhere in this town. I sat and stared at an empty cooler there. Uh, you know, you got the rows of, there's the butter. And there you got the, you got the half and half, and you got all that stuff. That whole, that whole locker, rows of empty. And I'm pissed. I can't find it. I think people are buying it all up when they can. They're going to end up. They're going to end up having to uh, put the kibosh on how much you can buy. Remember when we had to do this during the pandemic? Well, at the height of the pandemic? Good luck with that. Thanksgiving's upon us. One better is going to have a better Thanksgiving than most. And here's how it goes. A bet MGM better ended up winning $1.1 million on a 15-leg $50 parlay that carried a plus... Twenty-two thousand six hundred seventy odds. Uh, I've never even seen that. Making it more impressive, the better utilized basically the entire sports spectrum in order to cash the ticket. The parlay featured bets on eight college teams, three NHL teams. Big Daddy J would be proud. Two NFL teams and one NBA team plus a golfer. Throw it out there, baby. Have fun with it. You ready for it? This is every leg of the parlay that hit, my man. 1.1 million. He's having a very good Thanksgiving. Vegas Golden Knights plus two and a half at minus 105. Cal State Fullerton money line at minus 150. Rhode Island minus five and a half at minus 110. UConn minus 24 and a half at minus 110. Miami of Ohio minus nine and a half at minus 110. Wake Forest minus nine and a half. Minus 110. Michigan State, minus 2.5 at minus 110. That's college basketball, all of those. Hawks, money line, minus 190. Colorado Avalanche, minus 1.5 goals at plus 150. Got it. Washington Capitals, minus a goal and a half at plus 200. Got it. 
New England Patriots money line minus 275. That was an easy one. Houston money line minus 300. Oklahoma money line minus 175. The golfer they bet was Jim Young Go at plus 500. Baltimore Ravens money line minus 250. The original wager was placed on November the 16th. The parlay concluded on Sunday. You heard the last part, the very last wager. You and I had the same wager, not the, not this 15 leg, but the Ravens on the money line. And if you watched the Bears-Ravens game last Sunday, you know that that had a bizarre ending. One that yours truly celebrated in a way that made very little sense with my wife looking at me side-eyed. You don't care about the Ravens. Why are you cheering so much for the Ravens? Hun, don't worry about it. We're going out to eat. It was a good day for a backup quarterback in Baltimore and yours truly, but imagine being that guy. So 14 of 14 going into Ravens-Bears, and they announced Lamar Jackson's not going to play. Bears convert... On a fourth and long with under two minutes to play, the Red Rocket throws a bomb on a double move, converts for a touchdown, and the next thing you know, good to go. A little behind the scenes, Ravens uh, come they announced the that before the uh, smash on Sunday that Jackson would be out, and we were both licking our wounds. Yeah. Because we were both. Yeah. Not very happy with that news. I was deeply saddened upon hearing the news that Lamar wouldn't play. I thought, this is a slam-dunk, easy wager. But the beauty is just when you think you're dead in the water, then comes this guy, and the Bears become the Bears, and Nagy is who he is, and that team somehow allows that Ravens team to go right down the field and score. And, hey, Devontae Freeman scored the winning touchdown. We already love him. Yeah, that was that was fun and crazy and a fun game to watch. And then when you have a little something something on it, it's uh, it's made all the more interesting. But imagine being that guy. That's the fifteenth leg. I would weep. I'd fall to the floor and weep. Man, you don't see that every day. That is really cool. Um, I must say as well, this guy is putting your uh, Redemption Thursday picks to shame. I mean, Cal State, Fullerton, Rhode Island, yeah. UConn. Oh, yeah, getting out there. Well, it's basketball season. We had a guy write into us, and I don't want to out him, and I did mention it on the show the other day, but I'll, I'll say it again. Hey, congratulations to that guy. Um, I like cold beer if you're ever in town. Uh, he took he took seven of my Redemption Thursday wagers, incorporated them into a nine-team parlay bet. So seven of I think it was nine, right? Double-check that email. Seven of the nine games that he took uh, were mine, and he cashed in to the tune of what was it, nine hundred bucks? He sent a nice email uh, to Tom and it, thanking me. Yeah, he took seven of them on a parlay and won. Yeah, nine hundred twenty-eight dollars. You know, what makes me mad. I, I'm not mad about that. I mean, better is like to share the wealth when you have the opportunity. I just what, what's interesting about that is that I could have done the same thing and didn't. I mean, they were my games. I picked the damn games. <laughs> I, I didn't do it. You know what I did instead is I took a two-team 
six-point teaser, please, baby. And guess what I won? 150 bucks. That's what I won. <laughs> I, didn't win. I didn't win anything close to 900 and something dollars, man. By the way, they, my favorite part of that bet and the most underrated aspect of that is when I was reading through those lines, here's the thing. Like, okay, you know what? You could if, if you go through this, if you're paying close attention, and clearly he is, those basketball wagers early in the season, when you bet favorites, now you get bad you know, odds, like minus 190 and things, minus 200, things like that. But if you bet heavy favorites early in the season and you've got these mismatches, you're, you're likely to win those. You're not going to take home much. That's why you have to group them into a big parlay to really cash anything in on that. But, okay, so fine. So I'm going to dismiss like uh, nine of the 15 um, for this guy that won a million dollars because that's kind of easy. Where he gets props is the golfer. That's the one. Everything else is doable and anybody else could have managed. Like if you're paying close attention, you get a team. So I'll give you, I'll give you an example. There's something called the Vegas flu. So when, you, when, you, when your hockey club goes out to play Las Vegas, there's always a chance you're going to get worked because, you know, the team's in Vegas. They may have had fun the night before that game, or they may be looking forward to having fun after that game, and they don't, get the, they don't play their best. But So there are little things that you look at and try to pick up on along the way over the course of a season. Is somebody on the back end of a long roadie in the NBA, they're just exhausted, yet they're still favored because they're a better team. The other team's been home for, I don't know, two nights, rested, ready to go. You could probably bet the underdog in that situation. But a golfer to win a golf tournament is absurd, especially a guy named Jim Young Ko, They've got him trying to win the CME Group Tour Championship. Uh, this is unimaginable. That was at plus 500 odds. How You're picking an individual golfer on a nothing event. And she won by one stroke on the final hole. What? I mean, yeah, that is, that's really, really, really like. Holy moly, my man! That it aligned in a way that I mean, it's it's absolutely absurd, and fun, and good for him. Jeff Cameron, show ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. So... Odd as I was driving into the office today, thinking of Florida State, Florida games of yesteryear and some of the ones that stick out most. And I could not remember the exact number, but I recall it was early in my broadcasting career that I froze my ass off during a Florida State, Florida game here in Tallahassee. So we looked it up, and I do remember some of the particulars. Ah, but alas, it was a glorious 30-7 to win 
over the University of Florida in November 2000. It was November the 19th, and I asked Matthew, go look up what the weather was that day, because for whatever reason, I froze. And we did a pregame show, and it occurred to me that, yes, that game was not close, and Winky threw for over 350 yards, and I remember Steve Spurrier was pissed, and one of the great quotes from that game afterwards was, uh, nothing went good, quote from Steve Spurrier, except for the first drive. Unbelievable that we can only get seven points up here, but that's the way it worked out. Yes, you took that ass beating. That is exactly the way that worked out. A throttling, in fact. But I had the memory still intact of the first quarter touchdown pass from Chris Winkie to a true spell. That's right, a true spell. And that was glorious. Uh, but Here's why I froze. If you were at that game, you know it never got above, what, 54 you looked it up? Yeah, I believe it was 53, and it was overcast and pretty windy. It was overcast, windy, and cold, damn it. And I was a dummy because at that time in my life, 21 years ago, I I thought, ah, weather, it's not cold. doesn't get cold in Florida. Oh, what are we doing? And I wore to the pregame show shorts and a T-shirt. And the wind starts whipping it, and it's 49 degrees, and I chose to go in not as a media member but as a fan and sit with my dad and froze my ass off. It might be the coldest I've ever been. It's that, that damp, that sort of, you know, where it's that damp cold, not the dry cold, the damp cold where it just goes through your bones and you're getting – and it, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going to die. I, what am I? This is awful. And yet, that game of all the games, and there are so many uh, that I have attended between Florida State, Florida, uh, home or away, that one sticks out a lot. Not for the good reasons, but because <laughs> but because I was dumb and froze and a lopsided affair. You never know which games, is my point, in this rivalry Rivalry are going to be memorable. Tomorrow's, or Saturday's, excuse me, it feels like a weekend uh, about to be. Saturday's has a chance to be um, very memorable. And you would have never guessed that. While we're registering things to be thankful for, you would have never guessed a number of weeks ago that you could be watching on Saturday a game between two five and six teams in which if you are victorious, you feel a sense of uh, gratitude and joy that you will remember 20 years from now. That you will say, you know, I remember the game in 2021. Neither team was any good, but man, that was fun. That team was likable. And then the question becomes what we asked earlier in the week. Uh, how many of those guys play in, in said bowl game? It's really not the game because the game's probably going to be what? Shreveport? Could be Tampa? Don't know. But it won't feel like the biggest bowl that you've ever played in. It won't be a game that Florida State faithful will be, uh, faithful will be talking about for weeks on end heading into the game. But I... I it's just the act of beating that team to get to any bowl game. Unimaginable four weeks ago. And then I think that certainly portends probably of a, a really productive. Um, I mean, to me, 
I think I think it portends of a really good signing class. It already does. They're already at that place. I I was asked three weeks ago on this show, what is it going to take for Florida State to probably procure the vast majority of those commitments that they've already received verbal, um, you know, into into actual signings. And I thought they had to play well. I didn't think they necessarily had to win a lot of games. I just thought they had to play well and be in those games and show fight and growth and, you know, the overused phrase, proof of concept. I did think that was necessary, obviously. But then then they went and won them. Then they just started winning games. That certainly can't hurt. And when you see the joy with which they play, and I think that's a big part of it, too. If you're borderline, you're deciding you don't really know where you want to go, and you've got some offers, at least in terms of programs that are in better shape right now, but yet you're inclined, you've been leaning towards, you've bought into uh, what Mike Norvell and his staff have talked to you about, and now you see the joy with which they play football, and now results to go with, you could project yourself at that point to be upwardly mobile and be very, very excited about uh, that commitment. So this would only further that, I think, although, again, I've said it before, I'll say it again here, that um, I think we as fans tend to to look at individual games as being more impactful uh, to a recruits commitment than it actually is I think it's more about a season more about a pitch more about a, a time spent watching the bigger picture and where it's headed than it is an individual game so we'll see hour number two forthcoming stay with us Jeff Cameron show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and of course War Chant TV <laughs> 